Welcome back to the Global Game. Time for uh, have a chat with one of the true stars of Australian football right now. We've got Craig Goodwin on the line. Craig, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, how are things after one hectic 90 minutes of football on the weekend at Coopers? Hey, guys. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely um, a little bit more uh, mellow now than after after the 90 minutes at Coopers the other night. So um, I think we're a little bit disappointed in the end result, obviously. Um, overall conceding in the 95th minute, I think it was, to then draw the game. So, you know, I think overall we played um, pretty well. It was a quite a, a topsy-turvy game, probably good for the neutrals. But, um, yeah, not, not, the, not the best result for us with where we were. But, you know, we can move on and build from this as well. Carl Viet, never known to be a Buddhist monk, shall we say, on the sideline, especially when things get a bit tense and close. Um, he blew up when that fourth goal went in for Western Sydney Wanderers, which is fair enough. It's an emotional um, portion of the game. Had he calmed down by the time you got to chat to him face-to-face a few minutes later? Yeah, I think he had. I think, like, you know, he'd, he'd calmed down a bit. Um, but Carl's someone that definitely wears his, his heart on his sleeve. And, you know, I think the emotion from the game, the fact that we, um, you know, obviously winning the game, could have gone up 3-1, ended up, um, being down um, 3-2, then got back to 3-3, then were up 4-3. And I think the biggest thing for him was just the fact that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, big things that that gave us, um, lot, that gave away the goal. It's it's the smaller details. Um, so I think that was the big frustration for him. Um, but yeah, he's definitely someone that wears his heart in his sleeve. And, you know, I think um, it's good that he's, he has a very uh, open and, and honest dialogue um, with the players, and we respect that a lot, mate. And letting uh, Ibasuki take the penalty for the first goal was that was that to sort of get him amongst the goal scorers again? Was it a form thing to try and get him going, or you know, because he won the pen, you, you thought you'd let him take it? Um, yeah, absolutely, it was to try and get him back amongst the goals. Um, you know, I think uh, I think it's very obvious that he had gone. Um, I think it was 10 games without a goal. Um, and not to say that he hadn't been playing well, but I know myself, sometimes when you go on these spells um, where you're not hitting the back of the net, you'll often find that you're hitting the post, you'll score and it'll be offside. You'll have all these little things where it just doesn't fall your way. But then on the flip side, when you get when you get that one, um, for some reason, things just start to keep rolling on and keep getting goals. So definitely, um, as it was even even the week before um, against Western um, United. Um, I said to to Ryan Kidder, I said to be honest, I think if we get a penalty, I'll give it to Hiroshi um, in this game because I want him to score. I want him to get back in the goals because it's I think in challenging for um, the championship and challenging for the title, it's really important that your number nine, that your top man up front, is scoring goals consistently. Mm-hmm. And Hiroshi is someone that can do that for us. And thankfully, he was able to score more than just a penalty in the game as well. And hopefully from now, it'll be a roll-on effect um, from there. Mate, uh, you know, watching it, I, I, um, I thought that was great from you to get him amongst that because you're right, you need him scoring, uh, which is something you guys haven't really had trouble with lately. Um, you know, but as someone who has gone through many spells of, uh, <laughs> of not scoring, I mean, when, when he stepped up, I thought... It's probably the last thing he wants right now. <laughs> Getting an opportunity that he has, you know, everyone's expecting him to score. You'd rather a tap yeah. in, you know. But anyway, mate, I thought it was good from you. Speaking of goals, I mean, it is an incredible stretch of, of scoring form recently. You know, 12 goals in the last four. 
Has there been more of a focus in, in the front third lately or any changes that you think have led to that? Um, yes, a bit, um, to be honest. Um, I think um, late last year we had Damien Murray come in um, to the coaching staff with us and, and this year he stayed on again and, and his more focus is obviously based on that attacking side and we do a lot of work with him. Um, so... I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't say it's all down to him because we do work very hard as as a team and and on those sides of things. But whenever we have that, I guess kind of midweek session when there's a bit more conditioning involved and we split the teams into two and do the work on the defensive side, Damien takes all of the attackers and attacking midfielders and we work a lot on finishing and and work on that side. So, you know, I would say for sure that's definitely helped. Um, just the, those smaller things that, that he touches on um, in terms of, you know, different positions, where where to finish, what's your best shot, what you should be looking at, you know, just, just trying to make it second nature. Um, and I think that's definitely helped um, in terms of in terms of the goals and the output that we're getting. Craig, we'll switch focus now to a, a Socceroos theme. Uh, you would have seen the news. I mean, the fans are excited about the prospect of the Socceroos playing at Wembley, so I can't imagine what it's like for someone who might be a chance of actually playing in the game against England at Wembley. What was your initial reaction and what springs to mind when you think of that iconic ground? Yeah, well, literally that's the the first thing, um, you know, when it was announced for me was, where is it? You know, it was like where, and it said like, then it said in London, it's like, is that going to be Wembley? And then you see it's going to be Wembley. And you just think of, you know, obviously majority of people in Australia would, you know, be fans of the English Premier League and would know about the, the history of Wembley and, you know, obviously how massive of a stadium it is. And, you know, I think globally, it's probably one of the most iconic stadiums in the world. So um, definitely am excited for that. Obviously, um, have to put in a lot of hard work to try and make the squad and and be involved in that. But yeah, the prospect of playing in you know one of the most iconic stadiums in the world is is something that is um, definitely appealing. Uh, just back to the World Cup, uh, I remember having a quick chat to you over there, and you, you mentioned that it was touch and go that you'd made uh, you'd even make the World Cup, given your injury worries. Um, how stressful a time was it? Is it all gone, by the way, because it was a, a groin problem that was nagging and wouldn't go away? You've got a late start to the A-League season. But looking back on that time about the amount of stress or, or whatever that went into that whole period, um, how do you feel about it now? Um, obviously, um, a lot of relief and a lot of pride that I was able to get through that period, but um, to answer the, the question on is it still there? No, yes, it is still there. Mm. It's not gone. Um, I'm having to manage that. And that was something that was made very clear um, at the start with the physios from both Adelaide and the Socceroos that with the osteitis pubis and trying to force myself um, back into the frame, it's something that you're going to have to manage because it's still going to be sore um, along the way. And it's it's definitely um, be- like getting better each week, but still needs probably a proper rest and then the strength work required to to actually settle it. Um, but it was super stressful during that period. Like, uh, honestly, like you could ask um, my fiance Caitlin, there'd probably be times where I'd be just sitting in silence on the couch going, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen here. I think, I think I'm screwed. Like, uh, I wasn't involved in 
obviously the games against New Zealand. And then I was thinking, like, you know, that's not a good look to to not be in those Socceroo squads heading into the World Cup, heading into the season. And then I didn't even lace up the boots until one week out from the season, the first game against Wellington. That week I put my boots on for the first time and it was probably very underdone um, in terms of that aspect. But it was super stressful. But thanks to, um, obviously, the, the physios at Adelaide and obviously the coaching staff are, you know, giving giving me the, the opportunity to still step out onto the pitch, which was still probably somewhat of an injury risk at the time, but it was, you know, them also um, putting the faith in the, the process that we took to put myself in there. And, and thankfully, um, thankfully it worked. And, you know, it's probably, I guess, easier to say that the, that World Cup would be probably the highlight of my career. So, mm. you know, I definitely look back on it with a, a lot of pride um, and I'm extremely grateful for, I guess everyone that was involved to get me back into that position, but yeah, definitely it's still hanging around that um, that osteitis pubis. Incredible! I had such a good story to think how close you were of not being there, and then you went and mate, were one of the surprises of the uh, of the tournament. I think I thought you were great, um, and and you're right, mate. As proud as you were of yourself, we we were, we were even more proud uh, over here watching. So well done with uh, with that. Looking looking back to the um, to the A League and, and a couple of weeks you got coming up, you got Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City two. Very, very big games. You're in a very good run of form at the moment. Six undefeated, sitting third or equal second with the Mariners and a chance there to sort of claw that sort of uh, that, that gap between yourself and City. What is, you know, with speaking with Carvitt and listening to him talk, what, what's the focus now and, and the aim? I mean, the goals now is at top four, top two. Have you set that target or like all footballers, just t- taking it week to week for now? Yeah, I think it is. It is definitely. It's a bit of week to week. Obviously, it's really cliche just to, to say that, but it is. You know, it is week to week um, to some extent. Um, I think that for us, since you know, since I've, I've been back and, and since Carl's been in charge as well, the last couple of seasons we made the semi final and we've been we've been close to making that grand final. But one thing that we've we've had a little bit of a problem with is during the season is when we've had these games where we've we've been in the position where we could, if we win this game, we'll jump a few points ahead and we'll be in that contention for that number one or number two spot. Um, or we'll draw ourselves back into the fight for that top six fight. And that's something that we've we've probably kept drawing ourselves back into that, you know, fight for finals rather than that fight for the top two. And I think we're in that position now where over the next few weeks, if we do win the next, you know, two, three games will really put ourselves in a good position to be fighting for those first and second places, which I think are crucial when it comes to um, obviously um, trying to win the, the actual championship. And I think that, that break definitely helps. I don't think it being in Sydney now, maybe it doesn't have <laughs> as big a difference um, as what it could do if, we, if you were able to host the grand final. But time will tell and, and see with that. Um, but definitely, I think that the focus for us is just purely on the next game. You know, we come up against victory. It's our biggest rival. So the motivation is there for us to, to get the three points, to, to push on from that. And, you know, we've got to focus on that game. And then from there, we've got a, a tough one against um, Melbourne City. Geez, the global game that week and grand final week is going to be fun. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move on straight away. Um, Mate, uh, last one for you, Craig. This weekend, Pride Round, great initiative from the APL, both the uh, A-League men's and women's games across the whole 
round. They've got um, forms of, of celebration, if you want to call it that. I spoke to Chloe Legato earlier in the week. She said it's as much about education as celebration. But obviously something that Adelaide United and, and the men's team in particular um, are across, given Josh Cavallo, who's unfortunately out with injury this weekend. Um, it has extra significance for a, a big portion of the football community, this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's we did um, we did the Pride round last year, and, and it's good to see that it's, I guess, kind of taken off and probably will be a bit bigger than, than what it was um, last last round. But, you know, Chloe's exactly right. You know, I think it's it's about the education rather than just the celebration as well. And, you know, at Adelaide United, we, you know, pride ourselves on, you know, making an ex- inclusive environment for everyone, um, every young player, regardless of your nationality, um, your sexual orientation or, or whatever, you know, we, we try and pride ourselves on that and try and, have an environment where everyone can flourish and, and be the best version of themselves. So, you know, I think it's uh, important for the sport to be inclusive of, of, you know, everyone. And hopefully um, it's something that going forward can be a lot better than what it has been in the past. Craig, appreciate your time uh, this evening on the Global Game, mate. Um, all the best managing that injury. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend. Cheers, mate. Not a problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. Craig Goodwin joining us on the Global Game. We're off to a quick break. Spencer Pryor just around the corner to talk some Prem.